Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. You are now tuned into the Cherry Picking Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for downloading another episode of the Cherry Picking Podcast. I'm your host, Andre Cherry. And I am recording this podcast and re-releasing audio from previous podcasts in relation to the current state of affairs at Temple. If you follow college football, if you follow the Temple program at all, you know there are players leaving left and right. Iverson Clement posted this screen grab on Twitter of his experience with the coaching staff at Temple and the experience he's had with the coaches and it almost sounds like hazing to be honest if you want to look at my twitter you can find what i'm talking about i posted what he had uh, put out there on social media Jaden blue the sensational wide receiver for the temple program he left like last week dewan mathis a transfer into the program for this season just announced that he will be transferring out of the temple program So there's some stuff going on that is really alarming. If you follow the Temple football program, if you are invested in this team, you've seen this stuff happening for the last two or three seasons now. And I posted this the other day. This is atomic level bad. (laughs) This is atomic levels bad. I mean, this is ridiculous. And I'm reposting, re-releasing my thoughts on the Temple football program from last year. So I've got a sound clip that I'm going to play for you. This is my thoughts last year about the state of Temple's football program. Last year. And then I'm going to re-release some additional audio from this year on my thoughts about the Temple football program because I think a change is coming. I think something is coming. I think some folks that are close to the program, fans of the program, would want to see a change made immediately, like yesterday. I'm not sure if that will happen, but I just have a feeling that something is going to come. So I would just say stay patient. If you want a change to happen, it might be coming at the end of the season. It could come earlier than that, truthfully. But this is bad, really bad. So here are my thoughts on the Temple football program right here. My last story that I want to get to is in regards to the Temple football program. I actually got a tweet that I saw online from We Give a Hoot TU tweeted on Saturday the breaking news that Rod Carey will not be leaving Temple to coach Illinois. (laughs) That tweet gave me a chuckle, but I did wonder if Carey wanted to coach in the Big Ten or at Illinois at, at any point when he was at NIU. He certainly had an impressive record at NIU, minus the bowl record, but he came to Temple instead a program which has been on the rise for some time and has seen players drafted in the NFL for the last several seasons. In fact, Temple had a school record four players get drafted into the NFL in 2020. We had Matt Hennessy, who went to the Falcons, Harrison Hand to the Vikings, Sean Bradley, he stayed here in Philly with the Eagles, and Chappelle Russell with the Buccaneers. Uh, So with four more players getting signed on as undrafted free agents, Deion Dawkins and Tahir Whitehead, are two Owls that had the honors of being captains of their teams 
Temple is the only team outside the Power 5 Conference to have multiple players drafted to the NFL in each of the past five seasons. In all, Temple has 26 current players in the NFL, the most of any school outside of the Power 5. Only 16 schools currently have more active players than Temple, as more than half of the league's 32 teams, 18, will sport some cherry and white this season. Furthermore, when adding coaches and team personnel into the equation, there are over 40 people in the NFL with ties to Temple. So that's a tremendous stat, something that you are very proud of if you are a part of the Temple program. This school is a pipeline into the NFL, and it's been that way for the last several seasons. And so what I'm about to say is just my own opinion, but I want to preface this by saying in advance, I have no connection to Temple whatsoever. I'm not affiliated with the program in any way. I didn't go to school there, and I'm not a teacher or professor at Temple. So I'm not you know, doing double duty uh, representing the school in any way by being a paid employee or by working there or even graduating from that program. I'm an outsider who loves football. The only connection I have to that school is the fact that they are only a few blocks away from my house. I don't know what's going on at that program, but there are a lot of key players who have left the program recently. Those players include linebacker Isaiah Graham Mobley. He went to Boston College. He was a former starter at Temple. He was a former two-time Temple tough guy, which is a big deal. And I'll get into that after I read these names off. But Isaiah Graham Mobley, you have defensive tackle Ifine Majay, who's going to Rutgers. And he will reunite with former Temple assistant Fran Brown, who now coaches the secondary up at Rutgers. Ifine was a former starter. He was also a former Temple tough guy. You had cornerback Linwood Crump a former starter, quarterback Anthony Russo, he's at Michigan State, former starter. You had running back Raymond Davis, a former starter at Temple. He's now at Vanderbilt. And and Ray Davis, a freshman who burst onto the scene last year, he rushed for 936 yards with eight touchdowns on 193 carries. He led the team in all rushing categories and added 15 catches for 181 yards and two touchdowns. He was a 2020 Maxwell Award nominee. I mean, this guy was a beast for Temple. And the fact that he put his name in the hat to transfer away mid-season, that's a big deal. You also had offensive lineman Vincent Picozzi, kicker Will Mobley. I mean, these are starters. These are players with a lot of great experience leaving this program. A program that I just said drafts players to the NFL better than any other team in this area or in the, in the group of five, I mean, this is a school that you want to come to if you want to make it to the NFL because the blueprint was here. The blueprint was here for success. These players have a, a direct window into the NFL after they, they finish their time here at Temple. I mean, this is the place where you want to be. Russo was a starter for quite some time. That's a lot of experience out of your backfield that is gone with Russo leaving and Ray Davis and then the defense, I mean, we were seeing defensive standouts get drafted from Temple. Why would Isaiah Graham Mobley leave this program? He's a, I just told you, he's a former two-time Temple tough guy. And the phrase Temple tough is synonymous with the fight and grit of Temple's football team. It was coined by a legendary Temple basketball head coach, John Chaney, who teams also were noted for their hard-nosed, lunch-pale passion by which they played. 
So that's a huge honor to be a Temple Tough guy. And you have a two-time Temple Tough guy, former starter, putting his name into the transfer portal to leave the program. Something just doesn't sit right with me when I hear that and when I see all these names leaving the program. And as you know, the NCAA did have a rule this season that this season in particular for 2020 won't count towards a player's eligibility, which grants players another season. So, I mean, we've seen numbers, huge numbers of players leaving programs to get another shot somewhere else. And so with this free year of eligibility, it makes sense that players would want to leave. You know, that's not uh, not only on Temple's program, but other programs in college football. But the players that I'm mentioning are starters, players that have experience, meaningful experience in the American. That is a problem. I'm not talking about backups leaving. I'm talking about Ray Davis, Anthony Russo, Isaiah Graham Mobley. I mean, these are players that started for Temple. You want that experience, don't you? I mean, Rod Carey is in his third season, uh, heading into his third season now. And the fact that these guys are leaving now, to me, it indicates that maybe there's something up or maybe they're not vibing with the message that Carey and his staff has or they're not um, buying into the culture. But it's just uh, something that I want to call out for several reasons because you know this program has been a hotbed and a pipeline into the NFL, and you're you're losing players that will probably get a shot, if not get drafted, you know, get a chance to reach the NFL. But I'm just calling out the fact that that's something you're going to want to watch closely as we move forward here under under the carry tenure at Temple, and it, it probably won't be hard for you to find players that. Or, you know, speak well about the program, but you probably most assuredly won't find any players that are going to speak negatively about Temple while they're on their way out. It just doesn't make sense. You don't badmouth your team or your coaches more specifically when you're leaving a program to go to another program. So you're not going to find too many instances of players badmouthing the coaching staff. You can find some comments, though, on Twitter. If you if you search well enough, you can find some of those comments. But I just want to call out that sometimes you got to read between the lines of what's going on. And that's just a lot of talent leaving the door, which has me concerned. If you're a Temple fan, I would be concerned for that. Kerry enters into his third season. Uh, he just finished his second year on a six-year deal with Temple. So it's about $2 million per year. And had Illinois or any other school wanted to tap Kerry to be its head coach, they would have had to pay Temple an $8 million buyout. But I don't know that right now um, Kerry's name was being tossed out as a potential candidate for the Illinois job. Uh, I haven't seen that circulating online very much, but I was just calling out the fact that had a school wanted to choose him, such as Illinois, they would have had to pay Temple $8 million. So, again, just calling it out. Something to look out for as you move forward here in the carry era at Temple. But that's a big deal that those players have left and certainly want to call that out because I don't think it's all peaches and cream. And it's worth noting the players that are leaving and the experience that is walking out the door to go to the other programs because Temple has been that program that draws scouts from the NFL. 
and you're seeing some big names walk out the door and leave to go other programs. We'll have to see what the future holds next season at Temple. It's going to look a lot different, but Kerry's going to get his shot to run his team his way with his players. Before we get out of here, I did just want to share my thoughts on the Temple football program. I'm a Philly guy. I live several blocks away from the Temple campus. I know I haven't given Temple much love on this podcast this season, but uh, I did want to talk briefly about my thoughts on the program right now. You can listen to my previous podcast that I put out uh, at the end of last season in regards to kind of the revolving door of players coming in, players leaving the program, which I at the time I didn't think was a good idea. I didn't think that was a good way to build up a program, the amount of players leaving the door and leaving to go to other programs. So just real quick, want to share my thoughts on what I think is happening at Temple. Um, Temple, it, they're currently 3-4 and four overall. They're 1-2 and two in the conference. They've dropped the last three games by an average of 37 points. And they've got four games left on the schedule, so they can turn it around. They really could, but I'm not confident they will win another game this season, if I'm being truthful. The South Florida Bulls, a team they played this past weekend, they put up some numbers on Temple. It's embarrassing because Temple was so solid for so long, especially on defense. I mean, they were known for their defense. And the South Florida Bulls tallied 421 yards on the ground to mark the third time in its program history that South Florida has topped 400 rushing yards. That is embarrassing. That's embarrassing. That you let a team run all up and down you this past weekend. The third time they've done that. They put up 421 yards of rushing. That's that's bad. And... uh, that's not a mark of a, of a well-coached team when you're letting other teams run up and down on the field against you. 421 yards, damn. Rod Carey, he's, he, he was a good coach at Northern Illinois. You know you know his resume. He was pretty solid coach there for the Huskies out in DeKalb. But in his third season at the program at Temple, he is currently 12-16 and 16 during this three series or three year stretch that he's been at the program. I tweeted this out yesterday and I'll I'll read it to you again today. Temple's program has been trending in the wrong direction for a while now. It's sad considering how successful this program has been in recent history. In their three straight losses, the Owls were outscored 135 points to 24. You gotta wonder what the new AD, Arthur Johnson, is thinking right now. A ton of player turnover last season, which that concerned me. That was a red flag to me. And I even said this when I, uh, when Kerry was uh, announced as a new head coach. I wondered, truthfully, why Kerry wanted to come to Temple from NIU. In my opinion, everything everything he accomplished with the Huskies, like it seemed like a lateral move to come from NIU to go to Temple. And that's no dig on Temple. That's no knock on Temple or anything. But Kerry was a pretty damn good coach for Northern Illinois. And I just wondered why weren't other programs knocking on his door to try to, to poach this guy, to get him to go from NIU to say like Minnesota or Illinois, like a big 10 school or some other conference, like to go from NIU 
to Temple seemed like a lateral move, in my opinion. I don't know what that relationship was like for Rod Carey and the AD at NIU. He had been there for for a little little while there, so I mean, I don't I don't know if he just wanted to do something new. I just I don't know why you come to Temple if you're Rod Carey. Like, if you can just maybe wait out another season, you could maybe have your pick of a of a bigger school, a better school. Um, you know, team within the Big Ten, like a school within the Big Ten, you're in Big Ten country. I just, it was just always, I was always so curious by that and fascinated. Like, why would you come here? And the way he's playing, it's, I don't know if he's long for here. And I just, I had to say something because I don't know what's going on with that program right now. And I just wonder what Arthur Johnson is thinking right now. You know? It just that's that's sad the way that the, the Temple program is playing. When Ray Davis, a running back, uh, he was a sensational running back for Temple a couple years ago. When he when he came in as a freshman, he was great. When he leaves during the season, he transfers out. Like what's going on here? That 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 doesn't happen often. When you're a starter of a program and you're going to transfer out of the program, like at the start of the season, like you already played like four games of the season. You're going to transfer. Okay, that seems uh, a little troubling. And then you've got some other Temple Tough guys that have left the program as well. Anthony Russo, the quarterback, longtime quarterback for the Owls. He bounced out to go to East Lansing up at Michigan State. He's there. You got a couple Temple Tough players on defense transfer out. One goes to Boston College. And I'm thinking of Isaiah Graham Mobley. You know, some other guys go to Rutgers. That just doesn't that doesn't happen like that in a coach's third year now. Like I, I get it when a new coach comes in, maybe you'll uh, transfer out when he comes in, or maybe you'll transfer out like after the second season. But the fact that players are leaving and it's now your third season there, Temple Tough guys, guys that know the program well, know what it's about to win, have been on winning programs at Temple. The fact that those guys are leaving, that's not a good sign. That is not good at all. And I know you brought in a lot of talent, you know, players from Georgia or North Carolina. Like, you're bringing in talent, but can you coach that talent? Are you able to mold these guys into winners for the Temple program? And it doesn't look as if that's happening yet. And I said, there's still four games left, so they could easily turn it around. I just don't believe that will happen, if I'm being truthful. So what does Temple do from here? If you're a fan of the program or if you're the new AD, what what do you do? You have to take a hard look at where this program has been these last three years, and you have to figure out if this is the direction you want to continue going in, but that's that's no good. Before I get out of here, I do just want to mention real quick here, there has been a lot of noise, a lot of activity around the Temple football program, a lot of fan activity on Twitter that is about the state of the program for Temple football. I've got accounts following me that say Fire Rod Carry on Twitter. Like it's it's gotten pretty bad at Temple right now. People are looking for a change. They're hoping Arthur Johnson, the first year AD for Temple, makes a change this season. We'll see what happens. Um, Temple's got a few more games to go. This team just looks looks uninspired they looked unmotivated and they are getting blown out the doors are getting beat in on temple every week 
They've got a few more games to go. I'm really interested to see if they can turn it around, find a spark somewhere. But it is looking pretty bad for the Temple football program right now. And I don't know what the answer will be. But I know something has to change. Something has to change. Because there are folks in the media saying that Temple should scrap the football program and just focus on basketball. Which seems pretty crazy because they've had a, a tough couple of seasons. I'll give you that. But this program has churned out some NFL studs. This team has been competitive in years past. They've had a number of great coaches come through the doors at Temple. And the fact that people are so quick to say that it should be scrapped, the program should be scrapped, I just, I don't know where it's coming from. Maybe I'm not as close to that discussion as I need to be. But that just seems pretty ridiculous to just say we need to scrap the football program, focus on basketball. I think if Temple can get back on track, re-energize this program, I don't think this program is too far away from saving. I think it can be saved, you can turn it around, but something has to happen pretty damn soon here. Because this is ridiculous. You're getting embarrassed every week. This team looks terrible. And it's not due to a lack of player effort. I'll just say that. So we'll see what happens. Temple's got to turn it around. Something's got to happen. And I will be glued to the action for the next few weeks to see how this team improves is a hope, right? But thank you all for listening to this episode. If you can hear me, I'm a little under the weather. I'm hoping that I'm back to 100% in the near future here. But nonetheless, thank you for downloading this episode. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the downloads. Thank you for being a friend. Next week, we've got a, a brand new show coming up. This weekend should be fun. College football week 11 is here. Hope you guys have a good seat on the couch. And I can't wait to talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Peace. Thank you again for tuning into my Cherry Picking Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my show and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. All of my digital content can be found at the website cherrypickingsports.com. And if you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at cherry underscore pickin. That's P-I-C-K-I-N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly college football predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickinsports at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me regarding what you like about this podcast or about what content you'd like to hear more of on future episodes. I sincerely thank you for your support, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care.